Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our path to a truly wealthy life through conversations with talented and successful women and men who are designing their version of a meaningful and prosperous life. Teresa Leftenant is a certified financial planner with 30 years experience as a financial advisor and wealth coach to women just like you. She is founder of ReinventingHer.com and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Teresa is a relationship with money expert and a reinvention mentor for women who are ready to create a life that makes their heart sing and their bank account swell. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 62 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we support women who are creating their own version of a wealthy life. I've been a CFP and a reinvention mentor for over 20 years, and women hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence though, so they can develop a positive relationship with money in order to pursue their passions, explore who they are, express their inner talents, and live their personal dreams. So every week, my expert guests and I explore six aspects of living a wealthy life, including money mindset, physical and mental health and wellness, professional and career, recreation and fun, relationships, and spirituality and giving. And I share about the inner power qualities that women can develop and the latest thoughts on pursuing a wealthy life. Well, we all know that life often presents us with experiences that teach us more about who we really are. And sometimes these experiences are wonderful and fulfilling, and sometimes they can be confusing, and we end up feeling a little lost. Many of my clients right now report feeling disoriented and confused about what's next after the major life changes we've been through during COVID times. Perhaps you also feel disoriented and like, you don't really know yourself anymore. So today, we're going to talk about the power of connecting to our inner wisdom. Some people refer to the inner part of our self, that's capital S, self, (laughs) as our soul. Other people use the word intuition or divine intelligence. But before I bring in my expert guest, I want to give you an exercise that could help you rediscover that inner you so you don't feel so disoriented about what's next for you. Now, I know doing an awareness exercise on a radio show podcast may seem a bit unusual, but just jump in and follow along. And I'll put the steps up on my blog in the next few days. So just be open to the possibility that although you already know a lot about yourself, in order to pursue those big dreams that you have in your head, you'll benefit from learning even more. Okay, five steps. Step one, in your mind right now, look back over the past five years of your life. As you remember back, bring to mind a few experiences that went really well for you. Now, to make reminiscing easier, you can consider our wealthy life categories. You know, we said them at the beginning, our health, our career, our finances, relationships, and so on. 
Think about and connect to the great things, those wonderful things that happened in your life over the past few years. And remember back as if it were happening right now. Perhaps you're a mother of two beautiful and energetic children. Perhaps you're earning a good income at a career that you really love. Maybe you took on a new exercise program and you feel really fit and healthy and strong. Perhaps you purchased a new home four years ago and you got your spending plan in shape. You have great friends. You, you were able to take a trip or two and you feel, you feel generally happy in your life. So as you remember these accomplishments or successes, if you call them that, go ahead and just write them down. Make a list. Okay, step two. Now for each of the areas that have gone well for you, look back and remember who you were during, during those experiences. So like, how did you behave? What did you think about? How did you interact with people? How did you react to those events? Really think back and see yourself in those good times as if you were watching a movie. And then start to identify some qualities that you, some inner qualities that you brought to that experience. Perhaps you were upbeat and positive. Maybe you were determined and committed or loving and helpful. Maybe you were creative or smart diligent or peaceful. Now you can write down three to five descriptive adjectives to describe that person, the you that you were as you lived through those great experiences. These are positive ways of being that you reflected during peak experiences. All right, step three. Now what we're doing here is getting reacquainted with those positive experiences that you have created in the past and the ways of being that the person who created them have. And that person, of course, is you. It's maybe something you haven't really ever done before in your life, and you're getting to know the real you in a different way. And that's by acknowledging what's really great about you, by observing real facts of what you did and experienced in the past. Next, what are your natural talents and gifts that you were born with? What do other people observe about you that you are naturally good at? Things like, are you a natural athlete? Do you have a natural flair for design? Do you naturally play an instrument easily? Or maybe you have a great singing voice. Perhaps you're naturally outgoing and you love to connect people. Or you naturally love to teach. Maybe you are a natural singer, an artist, a natural entrepreneur, a comedian, an organizer, an adventurer, a writer. You're right. Write down your natural gifts and talents, the ones that you were born with. Step four. Now let's look at activities that you really love to do. These are the experiences that you've learned to do or you realized you loved doing as you lived your life. And they're a little different from natural talents because sometimes you love something, but you have to work really hard to learn how to do it. Think of Tiger Woods and golf or Oprah and interviewing. And these activities can give you that wonderful feeling of being in the zone. You know, that hyper-focused state of mind where everything is possible and you feel the most productive, creative, powerful, and happy. 
For example, did you discover you love animals, love taking care of them, maybe even training them? Well, I have two sisters who both are in the zone when they're with animals. Do you love to teach others what you've learned? That's one of my passions. Do you zone out on a sailboat like my husband, <laughs> love to ski like my friend Jane, or have a passion for serving others like my friend Mary, who started a nonprofit organization? Make a list of everything you really love doing. I hope you're having some fun getting re reacquainted with you. <laughs> All right, now make another list of those qualities that came out when or come out when you're doing those things that you love, when you're in the zone. Because like an animal lover has compassion, is trustable, and shows unconditional love and patience. A mentor has listening skills, is caring and compassionate. To master a physical skill, you bring commitment, perseverance, and discipline. Capture all of those wonderful ways of being that you bring to the things that you love. And in step five, what is the one thing that you really have to do every day to feel good about yourself? Now, there could be several things, but just pick one. It could be touching base with your mom and dad on the phone every day. It could be spending time reading to your child, maybe cooking dinner with your partner, maybe going to a favorite yoga class or meditating. It could be anything. But just note one thing that you make a priority every day so that you make sure you feel great. All right. What have we discovered about ourselves by doing this quick little exercise? Well, we have a list of our successes and peak experiences over the past five years. We have descriptive adjectives to describe the person who created those successes. That would be you. We have a list of our natural talents that we were born with, a list of activities that we learn to love doing throughout our life, a list of qualities that come out when we're, when we're in the zone. And we have one thing that we love to do every day that makes us feel great. So my hope is that you have reintroduced yourself to the wonderful, amazing, marvelous you as you come out of this pandemic and go about reinventing the next phase of your life. Everything you wrote down is you. And I don't mean just the doing. You have being parts that are the real magic to who you are now and who you are becoming in the future. So take a moment to really breathe in your special magic. As you walk the path of reinvention, you can only build on what is already there. What we've discovered today is your foundation, a grounded place that supports you as you pursue your version of a wealthy life. And reinvention is just getting the dream out of your head and into your life. Knowing the real you and allowing her to grow and flourish on her unique path through life is really just the juice of living a wealthy life. So congratulations for completing the exercise. Visit reinventingher.com forward slash blog for a transcript of the steps and to learn more about your inner power qualities. All right, let's introduce our guest. Sarah Sparks is the spiritual director of Create the Spark. Sarah is a farm-raised, college-educated, edu former local government employee turned business owner who is no longer ashamed of her spiritual woo-woo-ness. 
She guides, guides fun, fabulous, fashionable females who are questioning, who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? To lead with their soul by listening to their divine guidance. Sarah believes you, we have a limitless power to lead with our soul and listen to our divine guidance. And she can help you tap right into that. So let's introduce her and find out how. Welcome to the show, my dear friend, Sarah. Hello, love. Hello, Teresa, and all those who are listening. I am, I'm so excited, and I just love connecting with you. So thank I you know. for having me. <laughs> we, we, we break out in big smiles when we see each other, which we're doing right now. And, uh, you know, you and I met in the Train the Trainer certification program with Jack Canfield. So we're both certified Canfield trainers, and we both discovered our passion for teaching others, what we learned because we've transformed our own lives in so many huge ways, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to specifically talk about your expertise, which is following our inner wisdom. And that's specifically, how can we learn, you know, what is that inner wisdom and how do we listen to it? And what is it saying to us and all the different aspects that anybody who's curious about this aspect of our inner self, you know, I want to ask us all the great questions. So, you know, I talk about this, uh, I have on previous shows, because I think it's really one of the most important elements of success. And, you know, success is different things to different people. Success is a word that is sometimes used to define something external. But I know that when we feel a win, a accomplishment, we get somewhere we really wanted to go. That's um, sometimes what I use the word success for. But let's start out with you helping us understand what your definition of inner wisdom is, Sarah. Inner wisdom is what I like, we like to call grace, the kindness, the beauty, the loveliness within a person that is linked from your soul to all creation. Okay, so let's break that down. So it's the it's the inner loveliness or yes, the inner yes, lovingness, right? And the inner grace that a person has that links your soul to all creation, all connection. I see. So um, all creation and all connection. Break that down with for us a little bit. <laughs> uh, um, let's see here, all creation, meaning when we are respecting and honoring that oneness within ourselves, we are also respecting and honoring the oneness within others, meaning animals, humans, plants, um, earth, universe, God, source, creator, spirit, um, people can connect to whatever they want to connect with. Um, so that's why it's called divine guidance. That's why it's called inner wisdom. So it's not necessarily it's your connection to all there is. Right. Okay. And that is um, in the idea that we are all connected, everything that is in existence. I mean, it can be life forms, right? I mean, uh, and that there is this network of connection that has mm -hmm. an intelligence. And, and I'm breaking this down really deep because I really do want to set the context uh, of what we are really talking about. And because I know that there's 
Okay, so inner wisdom, that's just a couple of words that people can make mean different things. So I want to make sure that we help our listeners understand really what is the context that you want, that you teach people about, that you yourself have experienced, that has um, completely really transformed your life. So let me get to the next part before we go to break. So you haven't always listened to your inner guidance, right? You, no, I haven't. You've had a journey that brought you to uh, a moment where you made a choice. So share some of that with us before we go to break. All right. So I was 18 years old. I felt overwhelmed, tired, pulled in many different directions. I was having a hard time making decisions. I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. I felt like I had to make all of life's major decisions in a very short amount of time. And I felt like that time was running out to make those decisions. I was raised Catholic and I was never taught to have a relationship with divine spirit, God, whatever we want to call that. I was taught to pray for others when they were sick, dying or at war. Something had to be terribly wrong in order for me to have a conversation or chat or pray. It was never about myself because I was healthy. I was strong. I was in a, a healthy, strong um, family and there was nothing, there was nothing wrong. So why would I ever pray or ask for help? Um, I was always praying for someone else. And at, at least that was my perception as a very young person attending the Catholic mass. One night I had enough of my swirling thoughts and not knowing the answer to everyone's questions about what's my future, where am I going to college, all, all the things. So I just prayed to God before I went to sleep. I said, God, show me what I'm to do with my life to show me. In, in a dream, however you want, just show me. I, I just don't know. Like, I don't have an answer. Just show me, please. I need your help. That was, that was my prayer. And that night I had what is called, what I call the dream. I was walking along the beach, crunching the seashells beneath my feet, white sand. The seagulls were flying overhead. I felt the wet, salty air on my face. The sun was setting and it was the sun was setting to my right. The water was to my right. I was walking along the beach and everything felt right. Perfect. I looked up and ahead of me is this man. He has a tan neck, dark brown hair, broad shoulders. He was he is six feet tall. And I remember thinking in the dream, oh, look. The man is taller than I am. Yes, I'm five nine. So I was like, <laughs> score. Not a short man. That that that, that is in my dream. Oh, that yes, is great. Everything in this dream, this man, the surroundings, everything felt like home. It felt like this right right where I was was where I was supposed to be. This was my home. He was my home. I was my home. In this place, I am home. And then I woke up. <laughs> that was that. I had that dream once a week for an entire year. I awoke knowing that this was my answer to the prayer. I knew it with every fiber of my being. This place, this man, how I was feeling, this was my answer to my prayer. But here's the thing, yet I thought... Could it be that simple? I allowed God in 
I asked for what I wanted and what I needed. I received the answer. Was it really that simple? Yeah. And the problem was I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust the answer. I thought life had to be much harder, more complicated than just simply allowing, asking, receiving. And because I believed it had to be much harder, the universe, God, source, creator, spirit was like, your wish is my command, lady. You're, we're going to make it harder for you. It's not Aladdin after all. Well, I want to hear about how you learn to trust that in just a moment. So stay with us, everyone. Come right back to a wealthy life for her. Do you find yourself questioning, why am I here? What is my purpose? Sarah Sparks with Create the Spark gives you the most refined answers to those questions and helps you live the life you came to earth to experience. Sarah has helped hundreds use their unique gifts simply by listening to their divine guidance. This is Sarah Sparks with Create the Spark to receive your free guide, Listen to Your Divine Guidance, Go to www.sarasparks.love. That is sarasparks.love and you are your spark. Teresa Leftenant believes that women deserve to reinvent their financial lives from avoidance and confusion to clarity and commitment by creating a wealthy money mindset and informed financial planning skill set. Without an understanding of their early money programming, women will continue to create the same unwanted financial circumstances they want to avoid. If you truly want to change your relationship and results with money, you must face what you really think and feel about money and transform it. Ready to change your mind? about money? Visit reinventingher.com to schedule a chat with Teresa. That's reinventingher.com. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back, everyone, to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my lovely guest, Sarah Sparks. She is the creator of sarahsparks.love. More on that later. But before the break, we were just going into your whole journey of figuring out, is it really as simple as what you uh, experienced in the dream, which was feeling that sense of home? that sense of confidence in an, a vision that you had, which was of a man. And that particular vision happened to be someone that you quote, looked up to. And um, so then, but you didn't, you didn't believe it was that easy. You didn't believe that you could trust it. So share more about that. Yeah. So nine years went by from the time that I had the dream, quote unquote, until I truly began listening to my own inner wisdom. During that time, I married a man that was not from the dream that I knew I wasn't in love with. And I knew I was not to marry. He was uh, a great man, but I knew that that was not right. I went to, and, and I was told by my inner wisdom, by God, this is not the man. And I was like, no, no, I, this is like, I, I need to marry this person. So again, we wanted to, you, you want to make life harder. Okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you got, um, you got what you want and thinking oh, your uh, ego's thoughts, which we'll get yeah. to in a minute. Go ahead. Yes. 
I went to a graduate school that I was told by my inner wisdom, and I didn't really know it at the time, but I felt these nudges every now and then. And when those nudges, when I'm not really tuning in, not now, but then, was everything became really difficult. The application for the college, the conversations, I was messing up which building to go into, which classes to rent, I and mean, everything was difficult. I knew I wasn't supposed to go, but I, I ignored it and I went. I took jobs that I knew that weren't the right fit for me. What I discovered after I, re, after I reviewed my decisions and my life before I woke up for the true me, per se, is every time I said no and didn't trust my inner wisdom, the further away I got from the true me, the real me, the soul filled me, the more I didn't listen to my inner wisdom, the further down the hole of depression, despair, disappointment in myself, I went, I got to a point where I planned my own death. It was at that time, something shifted for me. I was two weeks, two weeks away from ending my life when I met a young girl. She is 16 years old by the name of Hannah. And in one week, I quote unquote ran into her at the hair salon, a tanning salon, and she was my waitress at a local pizza parlor that I went to on Sundays. I then picked up the local newspaper a few days after that. So it came out on a Wednesday. So the last time I saw her was at the pizza parlor on Sunday and then Wednesday rolled around and the newspaper came out and I opened it up and there was her picture with a write-up. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is up with this girl? There, there, there was all her accomplishments and I was just in awe. It felt honestly like I was looking and reading about a younger version of me. And every time mm -hmm. I ran into her, I was like, gosh, she just feels like the younger version of me. She just feels so familiar. And that is when I realized that I was looking in the obituary section of the newspaper and Hannah had taken her life between Sunday and by the time that the newspaper came out, which was only four days. And right there, as I was standing at the kitchen counter, newspaper wide open, I heard what I would call spirit now, but at the time, God, or, or just maybe even this undefined voice, Sarah, you're meant for more. And at that moment, that's when everything shifted. And I knew if someone else, this God source creator saw something in me and knew I was meant for more, I could find a way to believe that about myself too. And so I began shifting everything about my life incrementally, not all at once. <laughs> kind of like how Abraham says, we don't want it all to come at one time. <laughs> so right. I, incrementally I did. And I knew there was something inside of me that wanted to be extraordinary. I remember sitting, put, taking my gym bag and putting it into the trunk of my car after a, a, a park board meeting. I was a parks and rec director. I was not a good one, but I was one. And, and I put it into the trunk of the car and I was like, I am supposed to be extraordinary. I, 
<laughs> dang it i know it i know it and i just knew this inside me um and and that 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 inside me wanted a voice um that part of me wanted to to be shared with the world i didn't know what it was i didn't know anything about my soul's calling or inner wisdom my gifts all i knew was that i was meant for more whoo What a a beautiful story. (laughs) I mean, I got completely choked up about that. What a gift you were given to have, I mean, to have it all laid out in front of you so that you got such a huge aha. And then you were filled with this absolute inner desire that was huge to become extraordinary. And then you began to make that happen, to have that that uh, I call it a yearning, you know, of that yearning that we have, you allowed it to grow in yourself, and then follow that follow its pursuit. Am I right about that? Yeah, you're completely correct. Um, There was just I tell my clients to stay curious. And what I mean by that is there's just something within us and not necessarily I'm not really necessarily curious about other people of like, what they're doing. So I'm not somebody that just walks up to you and asks you a million questions. It is more so I'm like, "Mm, I've got this gift. I wonder what it is. I wonder how I can connect. And how do I listen? And I just keep asking myself more and more questions, digging further and further into it. Or like when I got divorced, I knew I never wanted to experience that again. And so I was like, okay, why did I marry someone that I didn't love? What was going on within me? Do I love myself? Is that even a concept? Because I didn't, I was 28. I didn't, I didn't think about these things. Right. Um, Sometimes I think we shouldn't get married until we're at least 30. (laughs) There's so much, there's so much growing in in, in our 20s. (laughs) You you know, those first early relationships are what teach us who we are because we do make mistakes. I mean, I'm sorry, we can't get out of this life alive without making a ton of mistakes. And um, yeah, having the pain and like you said, realizing, oh, I know I don't want that kind of relationship. Yeah, for sure. So you, you mentioned you called what you have a gift. So I just want to uh, clarify, do we all have the same gift or are you some sort of special empath or what it is? <laughs> well, I mean, I am very I, special. <laughs> yes, you are special. I know that. We're both so darn special. But what I'm saying is what's different about you and I in terms of being able to listen and utilize the voice of our inner wisdom. Is that a good way of asking the question? Yes. Another way that I would put that is also maybe I, maybe I should even stop saying that I have a gift. It's my soul's calling. So we all have a calling. Okay. A different reason why our basically a soul's calling is the reason why our soul came into our body. The reason my soul came into this body is to teach people to lead with their soul all while listening to their divine guidance. Some people don't have a soul's calling. I have people have come to me and asking me to channel their soul's calling, why they are here, their purpose, what's going on. Right. And, and some people don't, Um, some people are just to experience life. Um, Others, have a soul's calling where they are to form a business or use it to make money. Others right. um, are, are on a healing journey. They're literally healing all lifetimes in this lifetime. I, there's right. so many different reasons why a soul comes into a, a person's body. Um, so, so what you're saying is that your soul's calling is mm-hmm. to help other people connect to their inner wisdom to, yes. to, to figure out and pursue their own soul's calling. Yes. <laughs> 
See, I like to break things down into something really simple. Okay. So let me ask you another question. Um, you know, I talk on this show and in my teaching as a coach that um, we have to become aware of our thoughts and especially around money uh, and money behavior and, and choices because, you know, many women don't make good choices with their money and then they get scared and then they don't want to make any choice at all. So, you know, through the awareness of how we think about money, what our early programming was about money, we can actually learn to change our thoughts, transform our thoughts. Actually, um, you know, once you learn how to do it, it's not that hard to do it. You just have to first get, be willing to understand what your thoughts are. Okay. So that's a background for what my question is. How do I know the difference between a thought I'm thinking and a thought I'm receiving for my inner guidance? Everyone may answer this differently, but this is my interpretation. This is my interpretation of it. So the visual that comes to mind when I feel this question out, and that's how I do things as I feel it out. Right. A thought that I'm thinking comes from within me. My brain right. is cranking its wheels to generate a thought. Right. So a thought that I am thinking literally comes from within and it's like, oh, let's get this gear going. Yeah. Now, a thought that I'm receiving comes, it feels like outside of myself, even though it may be inner wisdom, it feels like it's like coming from the universe and okay. it floats into my consciousness from the right side of my body, enters my mind and moves throughout my entire body. Like I make a goosebumps or just have this inner knowing of like, uh, Ooh, that was it. And it almost shoots out my third eye, the center of, of my forehead and is like, yes, that's it. <laughs> so, so there that's is my this, visual. <laughs> there is this um, feeling that of the rightness of the thought. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so you know the difference because of how you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, if if you have a thought of I can't, I'm not any good with money. I shouldn't have anything to do with money. Money is just too, you know, scary. You're not going to feel good. So no. that's how you know it's a, yes. that's from your programming or from some um, wound or experience that you haven't really processed. So am I right? Do I yeah, get that right? For sure. And I even just, I share with my clients, let's just keep it simple. And if it's light, it's right. If it's heavy, it's a no. So like, okay, if you're just that, asking yourself say that something, again. if it, if it, if it is light, it's right. And if it's heavy, it's a no. And so when I would practice listening to my inner wisdom, I would go on an intuitive walk and be like, all right, I'm going to ask yes or no questions. And when I would get a yes, like, do I take a right? Ooh, yeah. So I would get a, oh, like a little light feeling. And then I take a right. Um, or I, I lived near the Gulf of Mexico. So I got to water and I was like, not Jesus here, not Jesus here. Spirit kind of need a direction. Which way are we going? Right or left? You know? And then I was like, okay, I can get off the yes or no's and actually receive an answer. So you just ah. progress and, but it's light, it's right. It's heavy. It's no, that's a good way to understand. Oh, is this a thought that I'm thinking or a thought that I'm receiving? So there you go. Well, um, I want to just tell a quick little story about how I'm going to underscore exactly what you're saying, because recently I've been renting a house between houses that I own and thought I could stay here for a couple more years. My landlady said, sorry, I need the house back. You need to find other alternatives. And I just felt this incredible sense, very physical, that I did not want to rent anymore. 
And I had no plans to buy a house. It's a crazy market. It just didn't seem logically like the right thing to do. But to make a long story short, within one week, I was guided to a house. I let my feeling of lightness really encourage me to pursue this place. And I got it back. And I got it, I got the house in a week and it was, I didn't have to bid for it. It was actually a price uh, decline. So I get what you're saying. Sarah, where do our thoughts actually come from when we have these two different kinds of thoughts, thoughts from the inside, thoughts from the outside, where they come from? Some thoughts come from ego and some come from inner wisdom. And, And help us understand, you know, what is ego exactly? So ego, what from my understanding and what has helped me to understand it is ego was formed between seven and 11. Okay. So our, let's say the, the purest version of ourself was formed between, you know, birth conception to age six, seven. And that's the part of us that believes anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Then the, then the ego and the adult aren't really in that they're, they're in the backgrounds when we're really young, they're not really taking control or, 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 or anything like that or leading then between seven and 11, when it is formed, it, that is what's behind the thoughts. And it's, its job is to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. So that thought helps me to understand because as I grew up, uh, I was never really taught how to be an adult and also to, to mature and also still be the dreamer, still have the anything is possible mindset. So I would allow the ego to stop me and have those limiting thoughts of what it is that I would really want to be having. And I'd be like, oh no. But now that I understand it's just my seven or seven to 11 year old self that may be just trying to keep me safe. So anytime that I tried to get out of my comfort zone, it'd be like, Oh, be careful. You know? So I view, cause I have a seven-year-old who may not always get her way. And so I, I visualize that seven-year-old to 11-year-old and me stomping up the stairs, trying to get my attention by throwing a fit or throwing out some odd thought that, that, that would stop me uh, all because uh, it's just trying to keep me safe. So that's, I, I had, I just be aware of where those thoughts are coming from. Is this thought coming from love or is this thought coming from fear? Love or fear. So I love that um, explanation that you just gave. I think it's very uh, concise and easy to understand that the ego voice we need, because sometimes we need to be safe, but we need that dreamer to uh, can to, to take a bigger place in the pursuit of our dreams if we want to have more of the life we dream about. And that requires that we get comfortable taking some risk. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in the business of helping women realize that, that they can take some risk and still be okay. They can learn to uh, feel more okay with that. Oh, is this going to be, am I going to lose all my money? Anyway, we have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, let's keep talking about this inner wisdom voice and what it's really communicating to us, how it can really help us live that wealthy life. We'll be right back everyone to a wealthy life for her.
Do you find yourself questioning, why am I here? What is my purpose? Sarah Sparks with Create the Spark gives you the most refined answers to those questions and helps you live the life you came to earth to experience. Sarah has helped hundreds use their unique gifts simply by listening to their divine guidance. This is Sarah Sparks with Create the Spark. To receive your free guide, listen to your divine guidance, go to www.sarahsparks.love. That is sarahsparks.love and you are your spark. Navigating a path to increase your income, spend money on what is most important, and put money aside for the future is all a normal part of a woman's pursuit of financial independence. But do you actually have to resolve to take the necessary action? We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you're planning something else. Teresa Lieutenant is here to help you design a financial reinvention action plan, a plan that has clarity, commitment, and motivation built in. Visit ReinventingHer.com and set up a time to get started on your Wealthy Life Action Plan. That's reinventingher.com. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her. My guest is Sarah Sparks, and she is the spiritual director at Create the Spark. All right. So we're just talking about the different types of thoughts that we can have come into our head and where they come from and what they mean. And we were just kind of get, you gave us a great explanation about what is the ego and where those thoughts come from and what they're meant to do for us. And they actually can sabotage our pursuit of a wealthy life. So I'd like to hear first, what is your definition of a wealthy life, Sarah? And I guess, are you living one? <laughs> I hope so. I hope I am living a wealthy life according to this definition. So a wealthy (laughs) life is about the love you have for yourself, allowing that love to radiate out, flow to another person, and then allow it to come back to you 10 times, 100 times more. Well, that is a beautiful definition. And uh, I'm going to add that to the intro of the show. (laughs) Pursuit of a wealthy life is love for yourself radiating out so that it can come back to you tenfold or more, which of course, we know that it does uh, when you give it away. So we know that we can create more love and therefore more possibilities by listening to our inner voice. So what is the inner voice going to tell us? You have a lot of experience with this. You um, are probably more connected to your inner voice than anybody I've ever met. So what is it going to tell us to do? Is it like, go do this, don't do that. Help us understand what spirit is. uh, How does spirit communicate? Mm, All right. So a couple of different things. So listening to our, our inner wisdom is most effectively used when we are a clear channel through which it can work with us and for us to be that clear channel. We must love ourselves, letting go of who we thought we needed to be and who we are taught to be. When we are that love, allowing it to flow, that is when the wealth flows. And so does our inner wisdom. It's all connected. So simply put, you are your spark. Your spark is love. You are love. And at the very core of your being is love. 
And so <laughs> that's how I connect. So you were asking, Oh, how do we, how do we hear that voice? Is that what you're asking? Well, um, it was kind of, so, so let me back up. Cause I, okay. I really want to, want to comment about what you said. So okay. you, the voice, you will hear the voice more if you become a clear channel by loving yourself. And yes. so that, that I really understand. And, and yet loving yourself is a challenge for many people, but women in particular. So could we now maybe focus on how do you learn to love yourself and then practice loving yourself? I have to say it comes down to a decision. It comes down to a decision. Okay. And this decision I'm going to ask, and you have to answer it truthfully, not you, but everyone. Everybody. <laughs> um, are you done suffering? Are you done suffering? <laughs> so we suffer. We keep allowing that seven to 11 year old self lead. When are we done suffering? And then ask yourself if you truly are like, oh my goodness, Sarah Sparks. Yes, please. I am done. Then ask yourself, am I dedicated to truly living? That's when you're like, mm, okay, now I'm ready to take the next step. So <laughs> there's a whole lot of letting go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, I'm taking so many notes. Um, letting go is one of those concepts that, you know, you can illustrate it by saying, you know, grab hold of your pen and squeeze it and try, you know, don't let go. You can feel how rigid that is, but letting go of suffering, which is a, such a broad concept of life changes. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, just for my own ex experience, you, I know I was married three times and, you know, I held on to those, uh, I wouldn't say they were disastrous relationships, but they were certainly relationships that were very unhappy for both people. But I held on to them because I didn't know how to let go of them. I thought that I should hold on to them. I was going to be a bad person if I, if I didn't, if I let go of them. It took so much personal power. And then I just proceeded to get right back into another one to try to prove to myself that I was a good person. Okay, so you get where I'm going with this. Help, help our listeners that are in that kind of a mind situation. That becomes a war on pride. A war? A war on pride. Okay. And that turns into, I just need to forgive. Mm. There's no one else that needs to define who I am. No one else that needs to accept me. No one else to to tell me if I am enough mm -hmm. or worthy enough. It is me going within, mm -hmm. connecting with who I truly am, letting go of what everybody else taught me mm -hmm. and recognizing that I forgive myself for holding on to something that wasn't mine to hold on to in the first place. Right. So, you know, what you're really talking about is the process of healing and um, healing is very helpful when you are connected to your inner voice and you can actually sort of be guided by divine guidance on what is the next step. Is that right? Can Even if you aren't a full channel of pure love, you can still get help 
with this healing and forgiving and loving yourself. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying that it makes it easier to listen to your inner wisdom when you are this clear channel. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had to work really hard because my my soul's calling is to lead others on how to listen to their own divine guidance. So I feel like I need to be pure and be this pure channel through which I am giving other people information. If I had my own limitations and my agenda and my expectations and my judgments about another person or about me, stopping me. I couldn't fulfill why my soul came here. So I've had to work very, very diligently to be this clear channel. And, you know, really, this is where I call it the juice, but this is where all the, you know, the, whatever you want to say that has value, this is all the value of life is in this process that we're talking about right now. It's not about, uh, buying things or, um, you know, trying to get all the toys or whatever. It really is about your relationship with yourself and in your, your journey to uh, really truly loving and uh, believing in your own, your own passions and your purpose. Yeah. It was a game changer for me to know my soul's calling and then truly live it. It, it was the driving force behind everything that I'm like, no, I, like I have to show up today because it is my responsibility to live out the life that I came here to live. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wait around anymore. I have to show up. I have to do a podcast. I have to talk to Teresa. I have to channel. I have to speak about this. I have to share vulnerable stories because there's somebody else out there that needs that support and needs to hear it so that they too can know that they're meant for more. And so I have to show up. It is my soul's calling and knowing it truly catapulted my success and my own wealth. And probably keeps you going and gives, gives you the grit that is required to keep yourself yeah. clear because let's face it, life is always going to be there uh, with thoughts and, and experiences that are going to potentially kick you off of your calling. Is that, is that how you've experienced it? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even saying something like, Oh, you know, you really need to update your website. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it'll come. But these little thoughts might be from ego being like, mm, keep yourself safe. Don't yeah. share this story. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Go update your website instead. <laughs> no, you just zip it. I'm going to tell this story and I'm going to help other people. <laughs> you know, and and I was I was interviewing somebody who's an expert on updating your LinkedIn profile and making sure it's all authentic. But, you know, there's this uh, in our conversation, there was this really uh, important seed of, you know, really allowing the true you to be seen by people. I do think there's a great movement for that on, um, you know, the places where we're connecting with people on our websites and on our social nice. media and so on. So let me ask, let me ask you a different question. So what if you run into someone who uh, believes that their inner wisdom or, you know, what people call intuition just makes them lazy? That's what we're talking about here. You know, (laughs) do the website first. And if you get to your inner wisdom, that's secondary. So what do you say to them? (laughs) Oh, well, I thought so. (laughs) 
I thought that if I just sat and cleared my mind and meditated and get a, got into alignment, that's just a waste of time. I had to do all the things I had to work really hard to make all the things happen and get the achievements and all the things. What I realized was that we, we work it backwards. There's be, do, and have. And a lot of times we are taught, and I was taught uh, to, to, to get to the have. Um, so have, if we want to have an X amount of money, we have to do, have to, have to have these goals and we have to blah, blah, blah. But we're not talked about and we have not shared about and we're not taught how to be, how to be in alignment, how to vibrate, how to be in that, that alignment with what we want to have. And then the doing comes automatically and it's just what's next, what's next, what's next. And then we're in the flow. We're connecting with our inner wisdom and the goal setting just happens automatically. So we need to flip the equation around instead of be, do, uh, instead of have, do, be, it's be, do, how we have to be first. Oh, Sarah, that was how to be 101. (laughs) I love that because you're absolutely right. You don't have to go to so much effort doing, doing, doing in order to have, have, have Mm -hmm. in it's, it's so much more fun to just learn how to be, be, be. Mm-hmm. And then all and, that other stuff just sort of falls. Yeah. Whether it be, so if I am creating a group program and also moving to a whole different state, which is what I did. Plus I have two kids, a husband and all, all the things. Um, then I needed to learn how to be in each of those moments because I had so much going on. So I was the true aligned, funny, real, fabulous self that I am at every single interaction. And then I just tuned into my divine guidance and kept asking what's next, what's next, what's next. And it was like, go do the laundry, pack a box, play with the girls, make a Facebook live and and invite these people, pack another box. I mean, it was just like, sometimes you feel like a puppet on a string, but that's okay. You'll get through it. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. That, that is so, that's so wonderful to hear that is possible. And so um, as we come to the end of our show, I want to give you the opportunity to give our listeners the three tips to tuning into their inner wisdom. And maybe some of you may be expecting me to say, clear your mind, meditate, trust. There you go. But that's all great. And it's true. But I want you to know the things, number one, like go of who you thought you needed to be to step into who you truly are called to be. Number two, love yourself, forgive yourself. Number three, allow others to show up and be who they're meant to be, not what you want them to be. That's how you listen to inner wisdom. Okay. Thank you so much. And anybody who heard those three tips will definitely want to get in touch with you. So share with our listeners how to do that. As I say, thank you so much for being with us. www.sarahsparks.love. Did you have to pay a lot of money to get that Sarah Sparks? No, No. (laughs) it was magic. Divine guidance told me get it. It was like super cheaper, super duper cheap. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Sarah, I can't tell you how excited I am to have you. I hope you'll come back. We have so much more we could talk about. So um, namaste, my friend. Next week, our guest will be writing and publishing consultant, Kathy Sparrow, creator of A Writable Life. And she's going to help us learn how to discover and refine our author voice, identify our unique message and deliver it to our ideal audience. Should be a lot of fun. 
So thank you everyone for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. Don't miss out on all of our incredible guests by listening every week to 1150kknw.com and subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn under Teresa, T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant, and on Facebook under Reinventing Her. You can learn more about working with me at reinventingher.com. Finally, remember, ladies, that you do deserve a wealthy life and to attain financial independence, which is your birthright. When you engage your inner superpowers and get your financial house in order, you can overcome any challenge and create that wealthy life on your terms. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and reinvention mentor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventingher.com.